One of the first things we must do is to enforce all classification rules and to enforce all laws relating to the handling of classified information. When Donald Trump first ran for president in 2016, he would say things like this all the time on the campaign trail. Remember, he was constantly attacking Hillary Clinton for her use of a private email server during her time as Secretary of State. No one will be above the law. Well, flash forward to Thursday night. Tonight, a former president is facing federal charges for the first time in U.S. history, as former President Trump announced earlier tonight that he has been indicted when it comes twice to impeached president is now a twice charged president. And by the way, those clips from 2016, we didn't pick those at random. They were actually included in the text of this 44-page indictment, which lays out 37 charges against Trump, 31 of which relate to his handling of national defense documents after he left office. Trump, of course, is innocent until proven guilty, and he has denied all wrongdoing every step of the way. But after reading the indictment, many intelligence experts are asking, How do you defend this? My guest this week is CNN senior legal affairs correspondent Paula Reed. We're going to talk about what we know about the charges, how it impacts the presidential race, and why an audio recording could undercut one of Team Trump's biggest defenses. From CNN, this is One Thing. I'm David Rind. Paula, we meet again. Uh, The last time we spoke, former President Donald Trump had just been indicted in Manhattan on criminal charges. Here we are a little more than two months later, and he has been indicted yet again. But this time he's facing federal charges, the first time in American history that's ever happened. And like we were saying last time, there are lots of cases to keep straight here. So which one is this that we're talking about? So this is one of two special counsel investigations. Last November, when the former president announced he would be running again uh, for the White House, the Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed special counsel Jack Smith to take over two long-running investigations into Trump. The first was an investigation into his involvement in the events in and around January 6th. Hmm. The second was an investigation into the possible mishandling of classified documents at his Mar-a-Lago home. Now, as of now, the January 6th investigation continues, but it's clear the Mar-a-Lago investigation, they filed charges against the former president and one of his aides, Walt Nada. But this investigation, we've learned, has been going on since about March of 2022, when they realized that the former president had retained classified materials, presidential records, and defense information, and they asked for those materials back. They got some, but not all which they knew. So they subpoenaed, uh, got some additional documents, and then eventually the FBI wound up searching Mar-a-Lago last August. And then there were subsequently additional searches by his attorneys that turned up other classified materials. So that's the investigation we're talking about. Right. And so now we have an actual indictment. What are the charges? It's an incredibly damning indictment. It lays out this startling narrative of exactly what happened here. I mean, they're alleging that he took with him over 300 classified documents when he left the White House. And we're talking about some of the most sensitive information, uh, nuclear programs, plans for responding uh, to a foreign attack, uh, plans that our allies had um, for certain sensitive operations. 
The indictment also detailing the various locations where Trump allegedly stored classified documents at his Mar-a-Lago estate. In one instance, uh, they say that some of these secrets were held in a ballroom at Mar-a-Lago for two months where they were holding events. There's a picture in the indictment of these boxes just sitting on a stage. Events and gatherings are taking place. There are tens of thousands of people coming through over the months. Then they get moved to a business center. They say these documents were also found in bedrooms, in bathrooms, in a storage closet. There's another photo that shows just a group of documents that's only meant for like our our closest allies, like just a handful of other countries, the Five Eyes. And they're strewn about the floor of a storage room. These were not secured areas, just to be very clear, approved for storage of classified materials. In fact, a member of Trump's Mar-a-Lago clubs telling CNN today, quote, once you're on property, you can go anywhere. I do. I walk through the ballroom area all the time. I can access it at any time. And look, they also alleged that he shared classified information with people on at least two occasions who didn't have clearances. Once at his Bedminster Golf Club in the summer of 2021, and then again in the fall of 2021 um, with someone who represented his his pack. It's incredible. It almost reads uh, like some sort of a novel. It has every single timestamp and text message. I've been covering this for quite a while, and I am really stunned. We've had so much good reporting in and around this, but it's clear we only really understood a sliver of, of what the investigators have uncovered. He's potentially facing a lot of time in prison. There's a lot of damning evidence in this indictment, as you well know. So it seems like these were not just stray schedules, few random pieces of paper. These were like serious, consequential documents that were just kind of haphazardly strewn around Mar-a-Lago. Exactly. His lawyers have tried to downplay this as, oh, it was just, you know, some briefings that went along with some schedules. But no, these were some incredibly sensitive secrets, not only for the United States, but also for its allies strewn across Mar-a-Lago, which is a club. It is a private club. It's basically a hotel, a resort. People can bring guests. We know that foreign spies have targeted this as a place they want to hang out. It's really amazing. And so what about this other person that was charged along with Trump and the idea that there was a conspiracy here? One of the big questions we've had recently is whether this aide, Walt Nada, he's a junior aide, he's essentially a valet to former President Trump. Mm. There were questions about whether Walt would be charged because in our reporting, we learned that he had given inconsistent, possibly false statements to investigators we knew that they were pressuring him to possibly be charged if he did not agree to cooperate against the former president. Now, clearly, he has been charged. And the document, the indictment, lays out uh, a series of incidents where the former president appears to be pressuring Walt to move boxes that contain classified documents, trying to hide them not only from investigators, but also from Trump's own lawyers. Hmm. So Walt Nada has a decision to make. Walt Nada can go through a criminal trial with the former president. He has a Trump-backed lawyer, so it appears that he could do so if he wanted to, or he can flip. He can cooperate in exchange for reducing uh, the charges that he faces. So other allegations uh, stem from conversations that the former president had with his attorney, Evan Corcoran. 
So he's there at Mar-a-Lago, it says, to discuss the response to this May 11th subpoena. And Trump attorney one, Evan Corcoran, and Trump attorney two tell Trump that they need to search for documents that would be responsive to the subpoena. They need to he appears to be talking to him about not cooperating with the subpoena and possibly lying about it. Trump, in sum and substance, made the following statements, among others, as memorialized by Trump attorney one, Evan Corcoran. A, I don't want any looking. I don't want anybody looking through my boxes. I really don't. I don't want you looking through my boxes. B. Now, this is so interesting because the special counsel was able to get around attorney-client privilege. They were able to pierce mm. that by going to a judge and convincing the judge that, hey, Evan Corcoran, one of Trump's many attorneys, his advice may have been used in commission of a crime, so he should have to come in here and testify about what he talked about with his client. C. Wouldn't it be better if we just told them we don't have anything here? D, well, look, isn't it better if there are no documents? And when that happened during the investigation, we knew Evan must have something of significance. And in the indictment, they lay out how Trump basically asks Evan and kind of encourages him to lie mm. uh, to investigators about returning these documents after they were subpoenaed by the government. So that's really fascinating. I mean, one of the key witnesses here against Trump is one of his own lawyers. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. So what happens next in the legal process? I know Trump himself was talking about having to go to the courthouse in Miami on Tuesday. The former president uh, got that right. He <laughs> will be appearing in t on Tuesday uh, in Miami for his initial appearance for his arraignment before a federal magistrate judge. So this is not going to be the judge that will handle the whole case. Um, and during that, that should be a pretty quick uh, appearance. You go, you sort of go through the procedure, and then we move on to likely motions to try to dismiss over the next couple of weeks and months. I expect that once he gets his legal team uh, finalized, we know there was a big shakeup in that mm. with Jim Trusty and uh, John Rowley both leaving the team, and he's going to potentially bring on someone else from Florida. But once they settle that, they will likely try to get this dismissed. It's unlikely they're going to be successful, but you can expect them to just throw everything they possibly can at the wall here. This indictment was voted by a grand jury of citizens in the Southern District of Florida. And I invite everyone to read it in full, to understand the scope and the gravity of the crimes charged. Now, we did hear for the first time from Special Counsel Jack Smith. Our laws that protect national defense information are critical to the safety and security of the United States, and they must be enforced. 
violations of those laws put our country at risk. One of his key points was that, look, classified document laws are a matter of life and death. Mm. We need to enforce these to protect the U.S. citizens um, who work in intelligence and people who help the U.S. work in intelligence. Right. It's very important for me to note that the defendants in this case must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. But he also said, I'm going to push for a speedy trial. And that's significant because we know in litigation, the former president, in any case, tries to delay, 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 delay. And this is really the case of a lifetime. So it's going to be interesting to see how quickly they can move, knowing they're up against a deadline for the campaign. For Trump and his team, what has been their response? And and what is kind of the explanation here after seeing it all laid out in black and white like this? They can't stop because it's election interference at the highest level. There's never been anything like what's happened. The political team is trying to paint this as a witch hunt, a politically motivated DOJ and FBI. Uh, I'm innocent, and we will prove that very, very soundly and hopefully very quickly. Thank you very much. But look, it's really hard, uh, even for people who don't follow this very closely, to read this indictment or read reports about it and not see how serious these charges are. In the indictment, prosecutors allege that on two occasions, Trump shared classified information with people who didn't have proper clearances. The first instance is something that CNN actually broke uh, several days back. It's a conversation at his Bedminster Golf Club back in the summer of 2021. In this meeting, among the people were two of his aides and two people working on an autobiography. And that's significant because he was being recorded during this meeting, and he knew he was being recorded because at this time... All conversations with journalists were recorded. During this meeting, he's very worked up about a recent article about General Mark Milley, who alleged that Trump wanted to attack Iran. And Trump kind of goes on a rant about that. And then you can hear him. We got the exclusive transcript of this uh, shortly before the indictment was unsealed. And you can hear him rifling through papers. He finds something and he's trying to show. He's saying, look, look to the people in the room. This was him, meaning Mark Milley. Um, And he's trying to use this document to refute things that Mark Milley said about Trump. Now, Trump also says in this that this document is highly confidential, that it is secret. Of course, those are both levels of classification. He also asks someone in the room at one point, can we declassify it? And then he answers his own question and saying, no, we can't declassify because I'm no longer at the White House. And that's incredibly significant because one of his arguments in the court of public opinion has been that he could just declassify things with his mind as a former president. Or alternatively, he declassified everything before he left. Or as his lawyers argue, he didn't even know it was there. This undercuts all of that. He knew it was there. He knew it was declassified, and he knew he couldn't. So the audio recording as a piece of evidence for prosecutors, huge. So can you put this into legal perspective here as we start playing out this legal process? A Justice Department controlled by Democratic President Joe Biden is charging a former president, someone who very well could be Biden's opponent in the general election come 2024. So, like, I know there's no precedent for any of this, obviously, but How do you prosecute a case like this? Well, that's why it's being handled by a special counsel. Attorney General Merrick Garland, right, is is really nowhere on this. He was notified of the decision that Jack Smith made, um, but it's not ultimately his decision. If he thought that Jack Smith was doing something that was just a total miscarriage of justice, he does have the authority to override him. But you didn't see Attorney General Garland speaking at all. Jack Smith is someone who has really been in Europe for most of the Trump years, a former DOJ official 
one former Trump lawyer told me that they were kind of excited about Jack Smith because it was someone who hadn't been in the Beltway, right, during all, all the Trump drama of the past uh, several years. This is an independent operator who conducted this independently, and the Justice Department has gone to great lengths to show that this is not a politically motivated investigation. It's not run by political appointees, that Jack Smith is operating independently. So that's how they're going to do this. And that's really what the special counsel is for. President Biden is also under a special counsel um, for mishandling classified documents, but that is nowhere near this kind of conduct in terms of volume and also cooperation with the Justice Department. Trump is still running for president, Paula, right? It doesn't seem like he is going to stop in that pursuit despite now two criminal indictments. Yeah, not at this time. You even see some Republican nominees saying that they will pardon him um, if and when they are elected. Now, if the former president is elected, uh, he would have some options. He might be able to pardon himself. That's a question that, of course, never been tested. Untested. But the, former, the right. presidency has enormous, right, broad pardon power. Another idea is that if he hasn't been fully prosecuted yet, uh, his attorney general could maybe be able to dismiss the case. But again, it's under a special counsel, so it sort of insulates. Likely it would go to the Supreme Court, let's put it that way. Right. Um, but of course, if another Republican gets in and he's been convicted, they can always uh, can always pardon him. I mean, the former president made liberal use of his pardon power, uh, particularly for allies and people that he believed uh, were politically aligned with him. Yeah, and we should say, as we talk here on Friday evening, an attorney for Walt Nada has declined to comment, and Evan Corcoran's own defense attorney did not comment after Corcoran recused himself from representing Trump in the documents case back in April after testifying for investigators. Paula, thank you very much for breaking this down for us. Of course, thank you. One Thing is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Paolo Ortiz, Aaron Mathewson, and me, David Rind. Matt Dempsey is our production manager. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. And Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next Sunday. Talk to you then.